Hey guys, it's your girl Charlotte Walker, aka the PDNP, inviting you to take our new podcast survey. The link is in the description below. We'll be asking you to take this survey and let us know what you know about the podcast, what you like about the podcast, what you dislike about the podcast. We want all the tea on what you think about the podcast. So like I said, take a couple minutes, hop on, take the survey, and get us your feedback so we can continue to make the show as lit as possible. Now let's hop into the show. We've always believed in something called progress. It's time to get lit. What kind of lit? Health lit. That's what I'm talking about. It's time to get educated about health conditions affecting our community. Your health is very important. Check in with experts on important topics like breast cancer, diabetes, prematurity, and much more. This show is lit. No one should know you better than you. So lock in. Welcome to Your Health is Lit. Hi guys, welcome to another Your Health is Lit podcast. It's Charlotte Walker, aka the PDMP. This is Donna Williams, aka the Public Health Queen. And we are missing our mental health passionists today. Um, Tiffany was unable. I know, like Tiffany wasn't able to um, make it tonight, but we are gonna carry on the show with passion just for her. Um, We hope that you guys had an amazing holiday donna what you do i went to my grandma's house um all my family came over we have like a lot of women in our family uh-huh so imagine a lot of women getting together over the holidays and all of us having our strong personalities oh boy <laughs> was um boyfriend bay came up how did that go with him meeting that, went, that went very great um pat fits in very well because he is very outspoken oh yeah to really talk and say what is on his mind Uh, (laughs) christmas your sister is there so i know that's exciting yes so my little sister is in town she is my bae i love her so we had we had a good time we actually monday we went in um so christmas eve i worked clinic a full day girl why all these people show up to the appointments like y'all don't show up any other day for these appointments but I guess because parents was off they was gonna show up show up for these appointments I had a full day of clinic I was like isn't it Christmas Eve go find something to do I I thought so too honey we were busy um but afterwards we had made a plan to go feed um the homeless on Christmas but after some reflection and doing some digging, we found that there were actually a lot of people giving, like doing food on Christmas Day, but there were a lot of people who were looking for food for like on Christmas Eve. So um, my husband and my sister made the sandwiches. We had already bought the stuff. So we did sandwiches, chips, and waters. It was our first time doing it. Um, and we're hoping, you know, as we continue to do it, we have, you know, we can do hot food, but um, there's an organization here in Tampa called Homeless Helping the Homeless. So basically, it's a homeless shelter. It's like a converted house that's a homeless shelter. They're 501c3. Um, they are, they basically employ the people that are homeless to kind of help run the shelter. So it was just really dope. Um, and they were so appreciative. We did like 50 sandwiches, two cases of water, and um, like the little thing, the chips. So we did that Monday. And then yesterday we went to Tisha's house and ate and 
played Jenga and danced and sang, and they um showed us the 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 wedding video, so it was dope. That was dope. That sounds so dope, especially the part about helping the homeless. Always like sometimes I like to reflect reflect and say, what do I want people to remember? How do I want people to remember me when I'm gone? Yeah. Or what do I want my legacy to be? And one thing what I want people to rem- remember me for is service. So that's awesome. And in yeah. 2019, you know, I definitely want to start doing more of that, giving back to our communities, going out, feeding the homeless, just going that extra step. Yeah. Because you truly never know what someone is going through. No. And I'm sure that that sandwich, that meal made them yeah. feel appreciated, especially during the holidays. Because I used to have my elderly, elderly patients every time during the holidays, the ones who didn't have family, like I had one patient who said that he, he gets very depressed over the yeah. holidays because he doesn't have anyone. So that's super dope. Yeah. And what's really awesome, I, I'm definitely going to reach back out to them because they do like bingo night every Thursday or something like that. So they have cash prizes that they give to people, like homeless people. So people can come in, eat, get a meal, they play bingo, just kind of get their mind off of, um, you know, being homeless in their situation. And I'm definitely looking for us as an organization to, you know, partner up with them, try to come in on them Thursday nights, like, let's get y'all health together too while we're talking about it. Uh, Can I check your blood pressure today? Mm -hmm. So um, it was really, really, it was really gratifying. I've never fed the homeless before. I've given money like in my car individually, but I had never done it on like such a large scale. Where we like when we buy our groceries, we plan to give this big um, amount of food, and it it is because you know I, I like you said I want to start building my legacy, mm-hmm. and I don't want it just to be something that I do online. Like this is a life that we live. Um, we, and it was a group effort. I wanted my sister to see that Christmas is about more than just gifts and, and what can I get? Like, let's go serve somebody else before we go open gifts. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are so fortunate. Let's go look and like, let me show you what other people are dealing with. These people don't, this sandwich is better than the, the ham and the dressing and all the stuff that we ate yesterday to them this is that the fact that we thought about you know we thought about them so it was it was very gratifying and I just it made me so thankful that God put me in a position where I don't have everything that I want by any means but I can I can do what I can do with the resources that he's given me so I love it it was dope um and then I did not lose one time at Jenga so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I was out here hashtag winning all all Christmas eighteen like That's that. Awkward. I was jealous. It was fun. So we are so excited. We are gonna get into our show. We um, are gonna start with lit news, and today we have a special presentation. Um, we had well, I so we have a really good friend of ours, a mutual friend. Her name's Tisha. Um, we love Tisha. Tisha, we love you. Um, we, Tisha is very um, camera shy, y'all. So it literally took an act of Jesus Christ to get her. <laughs> So I was like, Tisha, come on, man. Come on, bruh. And um, 
she was actually really inspired by Darnisha coming on and doing her segment. And Tisha was like, okay, I have something to add. I'm like, okay, come through, T. So we recorded um, an interview with Tisha. Tisha is an HIV AIDS nurse. She has so much information to give. So our main segment today is going to be a replay of Tisha and I's interview um, about HIV. She has so much knowledge to drop, y'all. It's fire. So without further ado, let's hop into this lit news. So for my lit news, I wanted to kick it up a notch and I wanted to kind of see what's going out there globally. Global. Um, I'm bringing you global health news today. Yes. Um, and when I saw it, I instantly thought about you, Charlotte. I was like, she gonna love this one. So I was like, let me, let me do this one. Okay, I'm ready. So the name of this is Drones Deliver Vaccines on an Island Nation of Vantua. Yeah. Yes. Vaccines. Oh, yeah. So vaccination. So there was this one month old um, baby named Joy. Um, she was vaccinated against hepatitis and tuberculosis, uh, which are the standard childhood vaccinations. Yeah. Now, there was something that was not standard about the way that it reached Joy. It actually arrived by a drone. And if you don't know about a drone, you haven't seen it, those are those kind of machines. Arrow, yeah, like arrow. Like yeah. they're like airplanes that can be done mm-hmm. remote, right? Yeah, I see a lot of people using them for music visits too, but I know the drones have been popular. Yeah. So Joy and her mom, Julia, they lived in the part part of Ventua, an island nation that's made up about 80 Pacific islands, and it lies west of Fiji's. Now, what's so very difficult about where this place is is that there's very few airfields, paved roads or available refrigeration. So they have a lack of all these things. So I call them barriers. Yeah. Now, around one in five children do receive vaccines according to the government in a bid to make sure that the churches in the remote spots are vaccinated. So Ventua has just launched a program to use drones to deliver the medications. That's awesome. Which I thought was very cool. So it's yeah. like, they had an issue. The barrier was lack of access. Mm-hmm. So now they're making the vaccinations accessible to this very remote island that lays, lies west of Fiji. Yeah. Um, now the country Ministry of Health, its Civil Aviation Authority, are the ones who lead in the program. And UNICEF, the Australian government, and the nonprofit Global Fund to Fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and the malaria are providing support. Yeah. Uh, to this little project. Um, so I definitely think that this is cool and definitely a, very innovative um, to kind of bring this drone. And it's just like, I think that, and I've always said this, and we have talked about this, how healthcare is going towards a very technology-driven base mm-hmm. bill. Technology has become so important in healthcare today. Hence, with where I'm working at now, right. firsthand that technology is becoming very popular. Now, what's so crazy about it is that 
the vaccines was delivered on the 18th um, and baby Joel was the first child to go through this program. Uh -huh. Now, the reason why this happened, because she missed getting her vaccines. She missed getting vaccinated at birth because the mother was unable to walk 25 miles across the island, oh, oh rugged um, terrain to reach the available nurses. Um, so just imagine you carrying a newborn baby trying to get 20 miles across the island. 25, honey, I can walk about three. In the rugged terrains. So I could only imagine yeah. how long that it probably would take her to get there with that baby, a newborn yeah. baby. And just all the things that they, all the elements that they would have to face, like dehydration. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it doesn't sound like a very developed nation. So like, do they have shoes? Wild animals. Like there are so many things. And I think that, you know, as a nation, sometimes we really don't, again, take inventory of what we have. Um, and the kind of access that we have, like people have to walk 25 miles and you won't show up at your daggone visit so your baby can get their vaccine. <laughs> won't, show, won't show up at all. And so- Unless it's Christmas Eve and then everybody uh, wants to in my office. <laughs> so I thought this was really cool. And the registered nurse is named Mareem, um, who vaccinated Joy and she's in the process of vaccinating um, other dozen of children as well as five pregnant women in Cook's Bay. And it's just crazy because without the drone delivery, she probably would have faced a lot of barriers. Yeah. yeah. Hearing the ice boxes needed to keep the vaccines chilled. Yeah. Um, and the vaccinations that were delivered by the drone was uh, required to be properly stored, yep. stored and handled, including steady temperatures. Um, so what they did was they kept the vaccination, the vaccines were kept cool in a styrofoam box mm -hmm. that were padded with ice packs. Yep. That's how they come delivered. When they come to uh, the office, they come delivered that way. And I just, you know, it, it, it does, if anybody who knows me knows that I am all for vaccinations, um, we, you know, everybody wants to talk about like the government, this, the government, that you are literally risking your life. Like, are you gonna, are you, are you so convinced that somebody's trying to kill you that you're just going to opt for like taking on these illnesses you know what I'm saying? I feel like we have to use wisdom. You're kind of darned if you do, darned if you don't. You know what I'm saying? This is a fallen world. Nothing is perfect. Yeah. But I also, like, there are people who would literally walk 25 miles to get a vaccine because they see the people dying in their, you know, in their area, in their tribe, in their country from disease preventable um illnesses and we have the access and so I just think it's dope that technology is playing a role to help these children these children get the access that they need yes I think it's amazing thing and that Ganya um has signed an agreement with Zipline for on. the delivery of medical supplies via drone from uh, for four different bases in the country. Um, so I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on this story and seeing what's going on with more um, other places that are partnering with different organizations to use that drone to bring healthcare to the community. Yeah, to other communities. Okay, speaking of vaccines, Donna, <laughs> you, got, you got your flu shot for the very first oh, time. Oh, you guys, and I know I'm... So I have been, I've never gotten a flu shot. Um, I have always been scared to get the flu shot. Um, 
because I was just like, you know, what if I get sick? What if I get the flu? I don't want to get the flu shot. And then I started my new job and they were just like, ma'am, you need to get the flu shot. And they're like, the only way you don't have to get the flu shot if it's gets, um, against your religious. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just don't lie on Jesus. Like <laughs> I was like, let me take the flu shot. So I took it maybe like a week ago a week ago and i'm not sick yet so praise uh -huh. god see everybody like, you get the flu shot you get sick no no honey i'm not sick yet so this is the first time in my uh, yeah. life yeah i was like you better get that flu shot that was like don't talk to me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i got the flu shot <laughs> and she's not sick not sick yeah go get it Go get your flu shot. Like people just, I'm like, I don't know why people think. Like there's some you McDonald's, and that's like I, I don't understand. I don't. It blows my mind. Not okay. That's a good thing. So my lit news story is kind of a warning. Um, the CDC is now warning people about um, respiratory syncope virus, also commonly known as RSV. Um, so RSV is. Basically, it's kind of like a cold virus, and it's a bad cold virus. So the issue becomes when you have either your infants or you have your older adults, so those vulnerable populations. Um, so as it gets colder, you guys, and we're spending the holidays with our family and we're kissing and loving on people, you need to be careful <laughs> because... RSV is out here like oh yeah it's the holiday season it's also RSV season so if your cousin brought the new little baby and you know that you have a cold because to us healthy adults RSV just presents like a cold cough runny nose sore throat not a big deal but to these babies whose respiratory systems are small and to the elderly whose resp whose um, respiratory symptoms are older and can be compromised, the virus can cause inflammation um, in their airway, which is called bronchiolitis. And it also can um, cause pneumonia. A lot of these kids in the NICU, I have seen babies die from RSV. A sibling come, will come in and they go to daycare and they bring the virus and the, you know, the NICU baby, it compromises them so much that it kills them. Um, and RSV is actually the most common cause of bronchiolitis as well as pneumonia in children under the age of one. Um, and it also causes respiratory distress in older adults. So if you have um, a baby who is a NICU graduate or has been, um, that meets certain parameters, usually like born before 36 weeks, um, your doctor may talk to you about getting a vaccine called Synergis, um, and that helps protect the baby against developing RSV or severe complications from RSV. So some of the symptoms for RSV, which again, you guys, is just a cold virus, but this particular virus in these vulnerable populations causes great illness, pneumonia, bronchiolitis, they're intubated, they have chest tubes, it's a whole gamut of things so and it's just cold symptoms fever runny nose cough wheezing um and decreased appetite 
So you may want to know, how do I prevent this? Wash your little filthy, nasty hands. Tell them. <laughs> wash your hands. Wash your hands. I've been getting to the point where I carry sanitizer at work. Like, even yeah. now, when I leave out the bathroom, I take, like, a napkin, open my door. Yeah. Every door I'm taking a napkin, yeah. I have sanitizer because some people don't wash their hands. They yeah. sneeze their hands. Yep. It's just, it's real out here. Yep. Yes. So, hand washing is the number one way to prevent a lot of diseases. Um, but particularly with these viruses, um, you want to wash your hands. You want to keep your hands off of your face. And this is particularly hard with kids. Like when parents are like, why do they keep getting sick? Well, boo, they're six months old. They're crawling around on the ground. They're exploring things with their mouth. So the best thing that you can do is make sure that you keep the environment clean. You're washing your hands when you deal with baby. If you have older kids that go to school, school-age kids, they're washing their hands before they come home. You're wiping down the toys, everything that you can to keep them from getting sick. Um, avoid close contact with sick people. My talk, when I talk, when I have um, new moms come in, I'm like, don't let nobody kiss your baby. <laughs> and if they tell you you're being funny acting, tell them the pediatrician said no. <laughs> nope. Um, because that contact, kissing, sharing cups and drinks, you, like, you're going to get sick. A lot of these viruses are spread through droplet. So if somebody sneezes and you see the droplets, like you're risking yourself of getting sick. That's why we want you to call, uh, cover when you cough and sneeze, which is my next point. Cover your coughs and your sneezes. Um, you want to uh, do it into your shirt, into a sleeve, um, and then wash your hands. Disinfect surfaces. A lot of these... Um, viruses and germs will live on toys, doorknobs, like for days, days, scary. days, like C. diff, which causes like GI upset, can live on the surface for up to like two weeks. It's real out here. Girl. <laughs> and then lastly, if you sit, stay home. <laughs> Like, don't, don't come to Christmas dinner and you hack in the car. Nobody want to see you like that. I ain't going to lie. I used to be one of them people who would come to work sick, but that's because they, my PTO hours was not a <laughs> I guess, honestly, a lot of people struggle with that. Like, yeah. they can't afford it or they can't. Oh, but even if, you, even if you are sick and you're going to go to work, wear a mask. Ask for a mask. Let, you know, let your boss know, like, I probably shouldn't be dealing with people today. I have a cough and runny nose, um, getting over, a, you know, probably a virus. Talk, like, let people know. And then bring your own, like, bleach wipes and wipe, wipe stuff down. I wipe my desk down every day, and don't nobody sit at my desk but me. <laughs> but, but people put papers on my desk. People, like, there's just so many ways that infection can be passed, so... RSV season is upon us. Please do not kiss anybody's baby. Please, like, it's not worth them being sick, even a little cough, because a little cough to you is a big deal for our elderly. And a big deal for them. RSV is out here. So. It's real out here. It's real. Um, so we are going to into our 
main sessions. Without further ado, we're going to hop into the interview with Letitia Smith. Hi, guys. It's Charlotte Walker, a.k.a. the PDMP. To my right, I have Miss Letitia Smith, one of my besties. And I am so excited to have her here. Letitia is an HIV AIDS nurse, um, works at one of our local clinics here, and she has so graciously come on and is going to share all of her knowledge that I can drain from her in like an interview. <laughs> I'm like, give me everything you have about oh. HIV. But <laughs> um, so we are going to discuss HIV and HIV AIDS um, just from the perspective of HIV care. And I'm so excited to be able to kind of give this aspect. We've been looking at so many different aspects of HIV. Um, we had Darnisha Williams come on and talk about like the public health aspect. And I'm just so excited to be able to give all of these different um, avenues about HIV care. It's so, HIV is so big and it's something that you can have three or four interviews about and you still don't have all the yeah. information. Yeah. Like, so I am just so excited that we're having such a versatile group of people coming on to share their knowledge with us. And so we're just going to hop right into it. So Tisha, I, if I'm someone and I think that I've been exposed to HIV, what is, what is the first thing I should do? Uh, come definitely get tested. The first thing we want you to do is get tested and see if you do have the HIV virus. Okay. Um, what we do is we, swab the inside of the mouth or the prick of a finger, which takes about 30 minutes um, for your results. Um, if that does come back positive, we send you over to me and I pull a bunch of labs to confirm that you actually do have HIV and then we kind of go from there. Okay, so I know that a lot of people may think that um, HIV is only shared, you know, somebody who's out you know, having promiscuous sex, but there are a bunch of different ways that you can transmit the virus. Yeah. What ways um, is HIV transmitted? Uh, yeah, definitely through uh, blood, semen, uh, vaginal fluid, uh, rectal fluid, and breast milk. Um, not through tears? I can't shed a thug no, tear. <laughs> contact is not okay so why do you think that there's such a stigma like all these things that we just joked about like why do you think there's such this like stigma around HIV AIDS particularly um, in our community yeah um yeah def HIV is a taboo it's definitely a taboo in the black community as well um a lot a lot of people feel like you know I'm to the top of the world there's no way that I can get HIV. Right. Um, there's uh, 
Haitians who believe that it's practice of voodoo. And so if that was done to you because of voodoo, that's your fault. You did something, um, you did something wrong and now you have HIV. That's your then, then now you have a problem. Right yeah. Um, and then there's an African community uh, who believe that it's not transmitted through sex. There's no way that I could have given it to you through sex. So if you have it, you have yeah. it. Yeah. It ain't me. Yeah. And that, I mean, that does go in cohorts with uh, the voodoo as well. They do great. So what can we do to like tackle that? Um, I want to add another, another stigma is that is the, is gay males. Yeah. That's another one. Um, a, a lot of, we don't really, the black community, um, gay males aren't well accepted. So you will hear a lot of people say it's a gay, it's a gay man's uh, disease. Right. And it, that's not fully that's what, what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, we, gay males are definitely at higher risk for contracting the disease. Um, it said the new statistics show that 50% of African American males who have sex with males or MSMs, um, will get the disease, um, sometime in their life. Right. Um, and, and it's definitely rising. It's, it's rising. Um, but ways that we can tackle that is um, through education, educating ourselves about the disease and how we get it and that it's not, you know. Through shedding some tears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and hugging hands, holding yeah. hands and hugging. Yeah. So definitely education. Um, and if you know you practice high-risk behaviors such as needle sharing, um, get tested. Yeah. Definitely get tested and start medications and get on a regimen and go from there. I have a question mm -hmm. off topic a little bit, but we talked about this on the podcast. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the young girl who's like, my boyfriend won't get tested? Listen, if he won't get tested, do not. Don't. <laughs> don't do it. Because you don't know what this person does when you're not around. You you don't mm -hmm. know. I mean, just because you don't practice high risk behavior, doesn't that doesn't mean he did before, or it currently is. So definitely, I mean, try to encourage. I, that's a good idea to try to encourage the one to get tested. Right. Let them educate them that you know not no one has to know. Um, it's what do you call it? It's confidential. Confidential. Yes. Yeah. And so, but yeah, um, I. That's really is a good idea to get yeah. tested with your partner. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good idea. I was like, we talked about that. Yeah, and just you know, I just I was like, it's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> it's a like another red flag is when they said I got tested last week. I get tested every three months. So why you getting it? Why are you getting tested every three months? What is you yeah. doing? What is you doing? So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, just be smart about it. Yeah, follow your gut. Follow your gut. And be smart and use wisdom. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so when you look at the HIV virus or things that are important for people who have HIV to know, what I always hear people talk about, like CD4 and viral load. What is a CD4? What is a viral load? And why does that matter? Yeah. CD4 and viral load, two very important things when it comes to HIV. Uh, CD4 is a helper T cell. Um, which the virus, actually, the HIV virus actually attacks. 
Um, and once it attacks, it can go below the count of 200. Right. Um, that's danger zone. Once we're at a count of less than 200, we're at risk for opportunistic infections. Those infections include uh, PCP pneumonia, uh, Carposi sarcoma, uh, which is like a type of cancer, um, MAC pneumonia, um, yeast, and thrush. Yeah, like yeast, I know, I know a lot. Yeah, it can be on your skin as well. Yeah, um, just a bunch of white stuff around your mouth. I think too, people also should know it's not the virus that kills you. It's usually the the opportunistic infection, yes. right? Yeah. Yep. 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 So yep. HIV itself isn't like, like oh, I'm dead because HIV. It's yeah. like, no, your immune system was so low, yeah. you couldn't fight off anything, and then and that you died you. from the pneumonia or the MAC or the car- the Carposi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Typically. So viral um, load. Yeah. So viral load is the amount of uh, copies of the virus that you have in the blood. Mm-hmm. Um, viral load, we like to see it less than 20. Um, once you're less than 20, you're considered undetectable. That's where you'll hear people say, um, you know, they can't transmit it, which is very true. Once you're undetectable, you're untransmissible. Um, U equals U is what we say. Um, that doesn't mean to stop taking your meds. That does not okay. mean to stop taking your meds. <laughs> like, I've been healed by yeah. the blood of Jesus Yeah, you hear that a lot. You hear that a lot. Yeah, I had that the other day. I had that the other day. Like, wait, hold on. Hold on. You still have the virus. You definitely still have the virus, but you're not, you have a less than 5% chance of transmitting that virus to either your baby if pregnant or your partner if you're having sex with a person who is not pregnant. Okay. Um, so... Why is it so important for people that have HIV to be compliant with their medication regimen? Like, why can't you, once you are um, undetectable, and now you're like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, I didn't live. I'm I'm ready. I'm out here. Yeah. So I would say one thing they like. They don't like to use the word compliance. They like to say adherence. Okay. Yeah. Because it makes them feel a lot better. Yeah. Um. So. It's very important for adherence because, like, like you said, I mean, you want to get to that undetectable state. Right. Um, take those. If you take those meds every single day, you continue to be uh, untransmittable. Yeah. Um, however, say you missed a day or two uh, or three and, and then it ends up being four and then you start taking them again and then you stop and you start and you stop and you start, you build a resistance to that drug. So it's similar to like MRSA antibiotics. antibiotics. You take uh-huh. it and then the bug knows like, oh, I know how to do this. I've lived it. The bug like, I'm yeah. out here Terminator. Yeah. We're out here. Yeah. And now, oh, you take a little medicine. Yeah. I can do something. She got it. Exactly. Exactly. And now you, you're out here and so it, is, do you they then have to like add more meds? Yeah, or? sometimes, yeah. Once once you build a resistance to that one medication, we have to stop taking that med, and you're probably going to be on, like, two different medications or more. And so over time, you know, back in the day, I know people that had HIV AIDS, they were taking, like, tons and tons yeah. of meds. That, that has changed yep. dramatically. Yeah, definitely. They were taking more than two to three, more than two to three pills, more more than two to three times a day. 
um, morning, afternoon, uh, night, and had to eat food with it. Um, people are going through so much with it, uh, kidney issues, uh, bone issues, because the medication pulls so much out of your bones. Mm -hmm. um, they're going through a lot. But now, one pill a day, um, you would hear uh, certain medications. I'll just throw out a few, Victarvi. Um, now there's a new one, Simtuza. Um, Genvoya. Those are a few, those are a few good ones, one pill a day, and people typically do really well. And like, and like we were saying earlier, if, if you have any type of, uh, side effects, yeah, just say something. Yeah. Y'all, that's with anything. And one thing I, I'm very inspired by is that now, like back in the day, HIV used to be like, it's a death sentence. Oh my God. I'm going to die. And now yeah. I feel like it falls in that same category of like chronic illness, it like is. diabetes, yeah. cancer, yep. HIV. These are things that can be, that can be managed. Yes. Um, but with, with that management, you know, there has to be an open line of communication between the patient and us being the medical staff, yeah. because we're not home with you. So if you come in and we say, how's it going? And you know that you stopped taking your medicine, but then you don't tell us, that something's going on, we can't help you. Right. Um, so just have that open communication and yeah. let us know. Like, even even yeah. if it's, and I understand some people don't feel comfortable telling their doctor or even the nurse, uh, your case manager. Yeah. Your case manager can always reach out to us. Um, yeah. And tell somebody that's, that's within your medical uh, team. team and let them know and we can get you on a better. Medicine. Because I've had that happen quite, I've had yeah. that happen where um, someone told uh, his case manager a lot more than what he told the doctor because the doctor, you know, yeah. was upset. Yeah. And I mean, it happens, but if you tell somebody, we can definitely help you out. Yeah. Because the whole goal of us even being here or having these positions is to help you. Um, and we want you to live your best life, even with, with the disease. Yep. Like you can still live your best life. It's mm -hmm. going to be the best quality of life for you. And so the goal is for us to help you live that whatever that may look like now this rolls into my next question because now i've been seeing a lot of these commercials about prep and like it'll help prevent the transmission of hiv aids yeah what prep. is yeah i was like what is prep can you just kind of like explain yes how that Yay works for prep prep is for patients who are hiv negative if you're hiv hiv positive uh we don't recommend uh uh, you would hear, if you don't hear PrEP, you hear them use the word Truvada, um, because that's the, the name of the medication that we're using right now. Um, <clears throat> so if you feel like you're going to have a wild night um, for the next two weeks, or if you knew you were going to the bathhouse, or uh, the glory hole, whatever it may be, glory um, <laughs> you can take the Truvada for that week or that two-week period. Or if you know you continue a high-risk behavior throughout your lifestyle, whatnot, you can just, you can take the Truvada throughout life. It's a one pill every day. Um, you don't have to take it with food or anything. Um, and it, it does prevent, it, it decreases your chances of getting HIV. That's awesome. That there's a preventative now and mm -hmm. it's not something that, um, it's, it, that just came out recently. And so I just, I'm just so encouraged that we are constantly making headway. Um, with the HIV disease. So my next question is a financial one. Um, 
for people who are like, okay, well, I don't have money for all these medicines. Like, that's great that they have this HIV preventative, but ain't nobody got time for that. Like, I don't have money for that. What do you say to those people who say that they either can't, you know, they can't afford, you Mm -hmm. know, like a Truvada or the patient that's HIV positive and say that they can't afford um, their treatment regimen? Um, there's quite a few, and I'll leave, uh, I'll have your, uh, fans or whatnot email you, and I can provide a whole lot more, but, um, there's a lot of grants, and there's a lot of programs. Um, one, I'll just touch on one of the programs, which is Ryan White. That one is nationwide. Ryan White covers, um, people who are insured or uninsured, and it covers anything HIV-related. Whether it's um, you with the pneumonia and you need your antibiotics, whether it's you need your HIV medications every single month, um, they provide, they help you with that. They pay for everything. That's awesome. Nothing comes out of the pocket for you. I mean, I have patients who are literally homeless, homeless. They have nowhere to stay, and they come into my office, and we cover everything for them HIV-related, and they take their medications every day. That's awesome. Yep. Not awesome that they're homeless, but awesome that they have that they still follow through. Yeah, and they are able. We, I mean, yeah, we we get them a ride to the facility. Um, just give us they give us a call, let us know where they're at. We pick them up, bring them to the office, and then give them whatever they need, and we send them back wherever they want to go. That's awesome. So, if you had to give some takeaways, um, from from this or just in general about HIV, what is important for uh, people with HIV and people without HIV? What is important for them to know? Yeah, people with HIV, you're definitely not alone. There's a lot of people out there who are going through it. Um, and talk, just talk, talk to your health care provider about, yeah. you know, resources. Um, yeah, you're, you're not alone. Yeah. You're definitely not alone. Uh, financially, we're here to help. Um, and know your status. That that seems to be the biggest thing right now. We haven't decreased um, the instances of HIV. We kind of like steadied it out more so. Okay. And the biggest thing that can help people right now is just knowing your status. Right. If you know your status and take your medication every day, like we recommend, and become um, untransmissible. Uh, you're in good standing. You can, you're better off than a person uh, who has diabetes. Yeah. Because like we were talking about earlier, um, HIV is not what's killing anyone. Yeah. It's the opportunistic infections when you, once you're at the AIDS right. stage. Right. Once that CD4 mm-hmm. count drops. Drops in your bio lotus in the millions or the thousands. Yeah. So I would recommend, um, Tisha had me watch this documentary on Netflix called 25 to Life. Uh, and it covers the story of William Bronner. Bronner. Mm-hmm. I want to keep giving him a different last mm-hmm. name. Bronner. <laughs> um, his story is fascinating. And my husband was the one that, uh, that actually oh, forwarded me to that because he on. knows how much I'm come trying to help her. Yes. 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 Jeff forwarded me to that movie. Yes. Shout out to Jay. It was good. And I watched it with my husband. Um, and it, it was very intriguing. I definitely recommend that you guys watch it. Nobody's paying us to say it. It just is a great, it is a great, it's awesome. It's a great documentary and it kind of takes a look at 
um, you know, a young black man and his journey with the HIV AIDS yeah. virus. I don't yeah. want to share too much yeah. because you just need to watch it. Yeah. But nothing happened yeah. the way that you would think, think yeah. that it happened, the way he acquired it, yeah. his life after it. Like, yeah. it is it was definitely we could not stop watching it like it was it was really good and they kind of talk about um ryan white in in the documentary and who he is and just the stigma around it ryan white was a little white boy that had hiv and they put him out of school and made him the butt of like all these jokes like how he was going and accused him like going to the grocery store and licking the vegetable it just was so yeah back then they didn't know they weren't Mm -hmm. sure how people were getting hiv and so they would just say anything and they kick yeah like you said they kicked them out of school yeah and people were protesting grown adults were protesting outside of this man's school they were worried that their children would get the hiv yeah you know and i understand people didn't know how this this virus was getting around. Yeah. And so they were protective of their Children. friend and yeah. families. Yeah. And um now that we know so much and now that we are we have a good treatment program mm-hmm. for HIV and no, there's, there's no yeah, excuses. No excuses. There's no excuses. No excuses. And on that note, Tisha, thank you so much. We really appreciate having you. You guys, as always, um, Tisha is a member of the group. If you guys have more questions, you guys can reach out to her directly. Um, our inbox is also what we call a safe place. So if you have a question and you want us to kind of direct you to Tisha, um, we can do that. And this this conversation it does not stop here. We, um, with all diseases, know that they happen year-round and not a one-time thing. So Tisha, as she gets more developments and things that she wants to share with us, oh, yeah. she will definitely be yes, yes. updating us in the group. And I'm just so excited to have her be a part of our team. And just because I love her, this is my friend. I love her. Um, so, yes, guys, reach out to us however you can. And we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much. We hope that you guys really enjoyed that interview with Patricia. We are so grateful for her time and her knowledge and just all of the insight that she had um, to give us about HIV and AIDS. Um, You guys should definitely check out that Netflix movie, 25 to Life. It will give you so much insight on HIV AIDS. Um, And like she said, just remember that you know, you want to be wise, you're using wisdom, um, your medical team is here to help you, and make sure that you're advocating for yourself, like, HIV is no longer a death sentence, it's a chronic illness that you can live with and live a, a full life with. I love the, love, love the interview, that was definitely one of my favorite ones, definitely impactful, and just so much information, and you know, I love it because we we are bringing all these individuals from different walks of life and different career fears and career fields. So it's definitely great to have someone like Tisha to be able to come in and give her give her insight and share her information on what she sees every day and what she's doing in her community. So definitely impactful and you know. It's definitely a tough job to yeah. um, to work. Definitely, even when I was working in the Department of Health, um, I was always told that the HIV and AIDS 
feel like you definitely have to have passion for it, mm -hmm. one. And sometimes you definitely can't take things personal because of the stories yeah. that I've heard working in the department with evolving little children. Yeah. And sometimes I would go home and I would just be in my feelings hard. Like, yeah. so seriously. Yeah. Like, there have been days when Tisha has called me like, girl, I, this and this and that. And I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. So you definitely have to have a passion for it. And, you know, I definitely can tell just the way she speaks about her feel and what she does day what she do day to day, I can definitely tell that Tisha does have a passion for it. So just thank you so much, Tisha, for providing those services to the community. Yes. Okay, guys. It is our last podcast of 2018. Ooh, ooh. Oh my God, 2018's almost over. So instead of doing health wins tonight, what we're gonna do is one lesson learned in 2018. And we're going to do one goal for 2019. Um, I will go first with my lesson learned. Okay. So if I had to sum up 2018 in one word, it would be grace. So this year I learned so much about um, God's grace and what that looks like and how to give grace to other people how God gives grace to me because I used to think that grace was like, God is good. God is great. It would think <laughs> uh, but it is so much more than that. It's just this like undeserved favor that God gives us. Um, and even though some of the things that I went through this year did not look favorable. So like my dad getting into an accident and literally almost dying and, you know, in the moment when I was in the hospital with him and I quit my job to, to go and serve him, it was scary. But now reflecting on it, I'm like, thank you, God, for giving me one, the grace to get through that. Like, thank you for giving me the strength and gracing me for that. Thank you for allowing me just to be able to serve my dad, like somebody who's given his life um, as a military vet to so many people. Thank you for the opportunity to serve him. Um my grandmother passing away, she did so with so much grace um, and with so much strength. And so I just thank God for allowing me to be um, in a position to help her throughout that, throughout that process in the hospice process. And in the moment, again, it didn't feel good, but reflecting and watching some of the videos, and some of the things that my grandmother said to me about how she used to just thank God for me. Um, and the knowledge that he, you know, prompted me to go get, um, showing grace to other people when they don't deserve it, because that's what God does for you. Um, like I didn't even like all this stuff that he's allowed me to do, even launching your health is lit. Like we don't deserve it. Like me, pre-Jesus, I was wretched. I was ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> like I will cuss you out, come back, do it again, read you cover the cover, fuck the back, and and with a whole index. Okay, like okay. So the grace that God has given me, even though I've done all these things um, that were not pleasing to Him, He still graced me for this year and and just kind of showed me what that was. And so, 2018 was the year of grace. You better preach. Come through with a word. Grace. Oh, man. I would have to say for me, faith. 
Um, I feel like that this year, 2018, for me was definitely some learning moments for me. Um, for one, I was at a job maybe for about a year and a half. Um, and Charlotte knows the story, a job where um, I felt overlooked, um, a job where I felt like I was overly qualified for, um, and a promotion that I did not get what someone else got who had no experience, um, who didn't even have a college degree. And I was thinking like, God, why not me? Why, why didn't I get this promotion? Because I'm well qualified. I know what I'm doing. I have a lot of experience and I had to realize that not everything is sent from God. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep my faith going into a job where I felt overlooked, overworked, not valued. Me and Charlotte went to the same church, Love First Christian Center. And I will never forget just getting on the prayer line and Pastor Jomo saying that sometimes we're put in positions for a reasons and we're at places for a reason. And, you know, if you're at a job that you don't like, keep telling yourself that this is only an internship. This is temporarily. So every time I went in that job, I literally had to continue to tell myself like, this is an internship. I'm here to learn something for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just had to keep my faith even sometimes when I would, you know, doubt God and just say, when, 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 I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. Um, I was full of applications. I was getting offered a lot of jobs, but I never in my heart felt like that that job was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of, you know, with the help of Andre and Charla, started tidying. Um, I started tidying uh, 10% of my check, and I always was like, I'm going to miss the money and this and that. And, you know, seeing it now, it's like, I don't even miss it. The first thing when I do, when I get my check is that, you know, I just tied right off top. So mm-hmm. I don't miss it. Um, but just doing that tidying, uh, reading my Bible and just getting to know God and taking that time out and growing my, growing my faith. Um, which led me to the position that I am in now uh, with, which I didn't tell a lot of people really only my family um, that I left Tampa came back to Jacksonville. And I believe that I came back at the right time. And I always tell my mom this, I tell her I'm never coming back to Jacksonville. I'm never moving back to Jacksonville. And a lot of people don't know that my grandpa passed away. I would say about three weeks ago, um, and in October, I got offered a job in Jacksonville to work uh, for the Navy as a clinical health educator. Now, that process took two months to come down here because I got the job in October, really two months and a half. I really didn't move to Jacksonville until December the 4th, which is the weekend of my grandpa's funeral. So I totally feel like that God is intentional. God doesn't give you, God gives you what you need at that right moment. Um, Sometimes it's just not the right moment and you're put in situations and places for a reason. So I have totally learned that, that God wanted me to kind of stick around at that job to actually learn patience, Mm -hmm. to 
my faith to grow stronger. And he placed me back in Jacksonville at the right right as that time because I'm here to, you know, not only be there for my grandma, I can help my grandma and keep her company. I'm here with my mom. I'm here with my family. So I definitely would say that faith is something that has been um, a learning experience to me to definitely stay grounded and keep faith alive and keep hope. That's a word, sis. That's mine. That's a word. Like, and we had talked about that um, because Donna would call me like, I'm about to quit. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because if you settle for something and God has not told you to move, the same situation that you are running from, it will find you again. Pass the test. I just, too, I didn't even talk about job situations in August. Donna and I were actually both at jobs that we hated. And when I tell y'all hate it, I mean hate it. And it was not until I changed my tune, until I walked in. Again, Pastor Jomo was talking. It's an internship. Until I went in there into that job and served my face off. When I tell y'all I whipped this office into shape, like served my face off, and I would change my heart from God I hate this job please get me out to okay I'm here show me what I can do to serve you today show me how I can represent you in this place that I don't like I'm still supposed to be a light it wasn't until then and I started learning some lessons about myself personally and professionally learning lessons about God that he then put me in a situation where I love my job. I love it. I'm in a job that I love, but I had to learn how to, again, patience, like Donna said, I had to learn how to move in excellence, no matter who's watching, no matter who appreciates it. Excellence is the standard. Yep. All about growth and learning. Yep. So for 2019, my theme Um, I don't really particularly do individual resolutions. I have goals. Don't get me wrong. I have goals and I have a plan in place and I have a vision. Like um, my husband and I, we written our vision. um, And Donna, can I just say shout out to you because I'm so proud of you for tithing. Like (laughs) I know we talked about it. So we talked about it so much and it's not the matter of, you know, God needs your money. Like he's God. He don't need nothing from you. But will you be obedient to him? Will you trust him? Where is your heart? Because out of your heart, you move out of your heart and out of your heart posture. So if you're concerned about money, then God's not on the, on the throne of your heart. Money is. Um, and so once you release that area, whatever your, whatever your vice is, whether it's food, whatever's on the throne of your heart, like God belongs there. Um, even like people who like health is life, like health is a part of life, but God sits on the throne. Like I advocate for health and health literacy, but I have seen things happen before my very eyes. Like I literally have seen God bring back a baby from the dead. Like that baby was dead, 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 dead. (laughs) And they were getting ready to call or pronounce the baby dead. And when I tell y'all, those baby vitals came right back. And I'm sitting there praying the whole time, like, God, please, like, no, like, because I know the mom and she loves this baby. Like, God, if it is your will, this baby, like, show me something today. Yeah, miracles. And that baby lived, y'all. Nobody was touching this baby. And that daggone 
uh, that EKG fly came back up. I said, oh my God, like, oh my God. <laughs> whatever, whatever, God should always be um, on the throne of your heart. So, Donna, I'm just so proud of you and I'm so proud of watching your walk. And I'm so glad that God placed us together to where we can walk together. Mm-hmm. Because there have been times where I've called you cutting up. Donald's like, girl, what is, what is wrong? <laughs> what is wrong with you today (laughs) Um, so I'm just grateful and I'm just very proud of you and I just want you to keep pushing and constantly keep like keep flexing your keep flexing and going drip drip like drip drip them them faith muscles come through with that faith okay Um, Donna said the word um, intentional and that is my word for t- 2019. I'm um, going to be more intentional about things. And not that I wasn't intentional, but I'm going to be more intentional. So if I say that, you know, I want to, um, I want to figure out, you know, I want to, we want to buy a house um, in 2020. And we're going to start working on having babies. We're going to be intentional with that. So I'm going to be intentional about getting my body together so I can house a human. Um, and, we've like, and we've written this down and, you know, we'd sit down, like we're just being more intentional. Like we, we've had a budget, but I usually do the budget pay the bills. And now it's like, nope, every Friday we are going to sit down. And we've already started doing these things um, in the last month. Every Friday we sit down and we go over the budget and we look at the money together and we figure out where our money is going. Um, so just being intentional in every area of my life. So intent and intentional and consistent, consistently intentional is my, is my, um, thing for 2019. I like that. And the reason why I like intentional, cause that's just been something that's been on my mind too. So I definitely think that that is a word for 2019, I definitely want to be more intentional with my words and what I speak over my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, sometimes I always doubt myself and um, think negative. Um, but I also want to train my brain to also think positive. Mm-hmm. And when I have those negative thoughts, just go and pray about it and um, ask God for guidance. So it's just definitely being um, intentional with my words and what I speak over my life, because I really don't think a lot of people realize that what you say and what you speak over your life has power. (laughs) And so it's just what I always like to say, what are you speaking over your life? Are you speaking positive? Are you speaking negativity over your life? It's life or death. It literally is life or death. Are you speaking life? Are you speaking death? Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. When God made the world, he did it with his words. Let there be light. He spoke a thing and it happened. The Bible also tells us we're made in his image and in his likeness. So he has equipped me with with that with that you can speak a thing into existence positive or negative that's why they say life and death from the power of the tongue and you shall eat the fruit thereof mm-hmm. yes yes girl yeah so that's that's, that is my goal that is my plan and i just want to um 
I am going on this journey where I am trying to get back in school. So that is kind of in the words. I won't speak on it too much, but you guys can just pray for me with that. Um, you got it. Um, so I definitely want to get back in school and then get this last final degree. And I'm definitely just so excited and interested to see how um, your health is lit is going to get just so much nice. bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger and I know we have a lot of great projects coming up for next year and so I'm just definitely excited about your health is lit because this is something that we talked about and it's kind of like me and Charlotte we both stepped out on faith with your health is lit we didn't know how it was going to turn out we really didn't know how we were going to do do everything as far as like content wise but we just knew that we both had a similar well the same goal which was um, giving back to our community um, and bringing awareness um, to different uh, topics in our community, such as diabetes, HIV and AIDS, um, and just kind of being that advocate for you and helping you to realize that you yourself have to be your own advocate when it comes to your health and putting your health first, because, you know, we only have one body, so we definitely need to take care of that one body that we do have. That's a word. And on that note, we wish you guys, we hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa, if that's what you celebrate. Today's the start of Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, And we pray that you guys, we are so grateful for the people that we have impacted. Um, And so we just thank you guys for taking this journey with us. And we are prayerful that you know, the words that we speak, that they hit their marks, even if everything that we talk about isn't for you. We just hope that even if it's one thing or one person that we impact, um, we've done, we have done our, our job. And so we're just so grateful for you guys. Help us grow. Um, Like, share, follow, take our podcast survey. The, um, the link is in the notes. Let us know what you think. Um, because it really does matter and we read the feedback and we adjust things based on feedback um, because this is a program that is for you. Like God has given us a thing and we're using it to reach out to, um, to people because, you know, people die from lack of knowledge and, and that's, that's written, that's in the word. And so we, our job and our passion is for you not to be that, that person you're you gonna have the knowledge now whether or not you adhere to it that's a whole another whole another word for a whole another day but the knowledge is out here knowledge is power and um we just hope that you guys have a blessed and amazing 2019 and the rest of 2018 like don't write we got five days left we record on wednesdays y'all i know y'all probably listen to it this friday but we got five days left and god can do more than I can abundantly think or ask for in two seconds. So I'm not writing off 2018. That's why we've already got started. Um, And we are just so excited. So happy new year. We will see you guys in 2019. God willing from your health is lit. Good night.